The following content is not intended as a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Hello, everybody. My name is Marina Sprocky, and I'm the host of Always Another Way podcast. I have a master's in professional counseling, and I am the Ippy Award-winning author of Stop Looking for a Husband, Find the Love of Your Life, and Nasty Divorce, A Kid's Eye View. I write positive divorce advice for the HuffPost, and I'm trained in clinical hypnosis. And this podcast speaks to out-of-the-box thinkers, and it's for those who hear the call of hope and always another way. And if you're very rigid and set in your beliefs, this is probably not your cup of tea. However, you should note, taste can and do change. And I just wanna thank everybody and just tell you how much I really appreciate all of you that listen to this podcast and share the podcast. And if you would, pretty, pretty, pretty please, it's an extra step, but go to iTunes. Find always another way, two L's, A-L-L ways, another way, subscribe and rate. And also message me if you have any feedback or if you want to hear anything or have a guest on my show. And today, because there's just a lot of stuff going on in the world that if you turn on the news is just not good, but I thought I would give you some inspiring information of something that you can do anytime if you have a brain. So we're going to talk about imagination and the research that goes around imagination. Um, so I really love, I love research um, because if you really, if you look up a lot of stuff, there are tons of people everywhere. They're doing research on a bunch of things and you can look up the information, you can read their research, read the results and then utilize that. Um, so I like to, all the good money spent on research, find that information and then utilize it for a better life. And so one of the things I did recently, I had a challenge that I had put up on Facebook and Instagram called Daydream A New Life. And essentially, um, I came up with this after reading all this imagination research. And um, essentially what it is, is what I had people do, whoops, I'm just gonna go to this here is um, I made a, um, a guided audio, which kind of just takes you through a little bit of breathing and then some um, imagination prompts. It's about 20 minutes long. And what I challenged everybody to do, and I was doing this myself too, is each day you start, you listen to the audio, and then when you're done, you just write down some snippets of what you daydreamed about. And then at the end of the day, you're going to look for either three positive things that happened during the day to write down, or three things that maybe you daydreamed about that you see coming up in your day. And then this way you actually have a record as the days go on in this 30-day challenge of what really happened. Because the truth is for anything, unless you do it, 
you do not know what's true. And our minds do play tricks on us, and there's lots of research on memory and how it's not that great. Henceforth, writing down things. That way you can look back and see, oh, wow, on day two, I daydreamed about this, and then on day 15, wow, this came true. So before I get into some of the results, because we're only 12 days in on the Daydream A New Life Challenge, I want to um, read to you some of the research on imagination, just in case you're a little bit skeptical, although it does not hurt anything to try. So here's some of the things I found that got me excited. So mental imagery is typically, is typically thought to be a private phenomenon which makes it difficult to test people's metacognition of or knowledge about their own mental imagery. But a novel study to be published in a forthcoming issue of Psychological Science, which is a journal for the Association of Psychological Science, capitalizes on the visual phenomenon of binocular rivalry as a way to test this kind of metacognition. The study's authors, Joel Pearson of the University of New South Wales and Roseanne Rademacher of I'm going to mess up this word, Maastricht University, and Frank Tong of Vanderbilt University wanted to find out if people have accurate knowledge about their own imagery performance. So result, results of the study confirmed the author's suspicions, suggesting that imagined experiences are not merely epiphenomenal, that is, our evaluations of mental imagery bear a direct relationship to our performance on perceptual and cognitive tasks in the real world. So with mental imagery, we can see how things might be or could be in the future, and it is perhaps not surprising then that strong mental imagery is associated with creativity. So I'm reading all that. That's from their study. And just like if you think about this, I give this example a lot of times, that an artist, she will see things in her mind before she puts it on paper, and musicians often hear the notes or the words in their heads before they compose them. And likewise, you get thoughts and ideas about things. Oh, I want to do this. And then you create the steps to make them come true. So in my thought is, why not harness this for a life that we want using a minimal amount of time? Okay, so here's a little bit more research. This is from Science Daily from December 2018. Imagine a barking dog, a furry spider, or another perceived threat and your brain and body respond very much like they would if you experienced the real thing. And then side note, this has also been proven too, that you can, and you can probably just test this live yourself, if you've had a recent, um, let's say a fight with somebody, and you start thinking about it again, you'll start to get maybe even more agitated, your chest tight, you'll start talking faster. So the body and the brain sometimes don't know what's real or what's not. But back to this study that I was reading. So anyways, back to this takeaway. So you're imagining this spider or something and your body's getting worked up. So the takeaway of the new brain imaging study led by the University of Colorado Boulder and the ICANN School of Medicine Researches suggests that imagination can be a powerful tool in helping people with fear and anxiety-related disorders overcome them. I think a lot of people assume that the way to reduce fear or negative emotion is to imagine something good. When in fact, what might be more effective is exactly the opposite, imagining the threat, but without the negative consequences. So what they did is had them imagine, let's say you were, you know, bit by a barking dog, you would imagine this again, but just without the negative consequences, because all barking dogs don't bite. 
So you might imagine you going by and a dog just barking, barking, but you walking by and the dog's just barking and he's not doing anything to you. And you can repeatedly imagine that and let those emotions calm down in your body and then you'll feel less triggered by it. So that's information on imagination. This next bit is from UPenn. Scott Barry Kaufman is the scientific director of the Imagination Institute at the University of Pennsylvania's Positive Psychology Center. So in this research, the researchers use functional magnetic resonance imaging technology to explore the interactions between brain, re brain regions. Participants in the study completed two tasks while having their brains scanned, and the results show that creativity doesn't just happen in one region of the brain. The results suggest that creative thinking involves the ability to exercise control over our imaginations. More information. Dr. Stephanie Carlson, who's an expert on childhood brain development at the University of Minnesota, she said that kids spend as much as two-thirds of their time in non-reality or imaginative play. And other experts have also noted children's aptitude for creativity. Albert Einstein famously said, to stimulate creativity, one must develop the childlike inclination for play. And even Pablo Picasso said, every child is an artist. The problem is how to remain an artist once we grow up. So Dr. Carlson's conclusion is that practice and pretending helps you come up with alternate ways of being and seeing an issue and results in more creativity and better problem solving. So there's that. Okay, a little more research. Researchers in Sweden have found that our imagination can change our perceptions of reality. Your mind can literally play tricks on you by changing illusions of what you think you hear and see into what seems like reality. And a new study from the Karolinska Institute is published in the Scientific Journal of Current Biology. These findings offer new clues on how the human brain combines information from the different senses and how imagination can alter mind-brain function. These findings suggest that your explanatory style and mindfulness training can influence how you perceive reality at a neuronal level. Other research from the Wiseman Institute in Israel released on June 25th of 2013 found that mental training can reshape brain waves and leave an archive of experience and expectation for 24 hours and longer. So ponder that for a second. Change in your brain. And just some more research. In the University of New Mexico's Psychology and Neuroscience Department, this is from their abstract of a paper. It says, the ability to imagine oneself carrying out activities in the future is an important aspect of both creative cognition and creative achievement. There's a fairly long history of linking imagination to creativity, with early researchers seeing imagination as a subset of the broader construct of creative cognition, especially in developmental disorders, and more recently, imagination has been conceptualized as a critical mediating linkage between acquired knowledge and creative insight, constraining the possible solutions through mental stimulations or incubation. 
We found that this complex, complex naturalistic measure of imagination was related to a network of brain regions previously identified to be associated with various components of this complex cognitive capacity, capacity, having a hard time talking here, including the bilateral hippocampi, posterior regions of the cingulate gyrus, both medial and lateral prefront, prefrontal cortical regions, and the lingual gyrus. It is both compelling and gratifying that participants could be asked to engage in a complex task of imagination over a period of weeks and that their self-reported measures of satisfaction, implementation, learning, and overall experience in performing the task would be correlated with key brain regions identified as being critical to key aspects of imagination ability. The HIQ was found to be a psychometrically sound instrument with a normal distribution of scores, good internal reliability, good test-retest reliability, and good concurrent validity with measures of creative achievement. As would be expected given such a complex behavioral task, the relationship between imagination and brain regions was also complex. Although increased left hippocai volume was associated with a higher likelihood of implementing the imagined ideas, the increased right hippocampi volume was associated with participants' perception of increased learning about their own imagination process. And this was the first study to demonstrate such brain behavior and relationships in a naturalistic setting undertaken over a period of weeks in normal human subjects. So, interesting. And then I think... This is my last little research before I tell you about a result that one of our participants had, as well as myself. So this um, research was from D.T. Ogilvie. Um, she's a professor, um, has been a professor at the University of Austin, University of Texas at Austin, Rutgers University, and the Rochester Institute of Technology. And this was called Creative Action as a Dynamic Strategy using imagination to improve strategic solutions in unstable environments. So confronted with rapid, rapidly changing ambiguous environments, senior managers report that creative problem solving and the generation of new ideas are among the most important and valued traits in their workers. Managers are finding creative action-based techniques more helpful when facing ambiguity and rapid change than ra rational logical techniques designed to reduce uncertainty by collecting and analyzing data. However, imagination has surprisingly been largely neglected in the study of strategy and strategic decision-making. This article takes a different approach than previous research, bringing together research from behavioral decision theory, creativity, and strategic manage management. It takes an action-based view and posits that organizations should use dynamic, creative, action-based decision-making processes to introduce new thinking into organizations that have severe performance problems. Creativity is important because taking creative action provides decision-makers information that is different and perhaps more helpful than that adduced from typical analytical methods. So... If you want to see what went on, I'm going to read you something else. 
from one of our participants. And she says, Marina, hi. I am so excited about this challenge. I had been meditating during my baby's nap time for a month or so when this came, so it was the perfect time. Today is my day six, and my meditation was so powerful today. We had decided it would be best for us to move to Las Vegas where my husband and I have a family, and it had been really hard for me to accept just because of all the stress that comes with it. The first few days of my meditation, I thought about our new home and how it feels and what our life would look like there. And now that my husband and I have started to pack, it's feeling better and better. But today during my meditation, I thought about how healing it would be to be around my childhood friend out there and how creative we are together. I then found myself in a safe little space with my dog Diesel that I'd found in 2017. And my son was there and I was watching him riding a bike. And I have never felt more joy. My heart exploded and I couldn't stop crying. And I'm crying right now just thinking about it and feeling it. I could never have imagined a feeling of more simplicity and love. My husband there and he was smiling and clapping and it was the best, most true feeling I have ever felt. Absolutely amazing. Thank you. And so that's what can happen when we just let our imaginations go. And she had the situation where if you've ever moved before, and especially if you're moving states and you're moving your family and you're coming to a whole new situation, it is indeed very stressful. But she just took 20 minutes to imagine something new. And then her brain, instead of the ease of packing, came up with meeting this new friend. And she saw all this stuff and what she experienced was true joy which then changed everything for her. And then I wanna tell you about what I experienced. So I'm gonna get on my phone here because I saved this photo. So um, I'll read you, um, I said, you know, things are gonna happen special on days five, 10, 20, and 30. And then on my day 10, I imagined feeling strong, getting up and doing yoga. And then I also went into this imagination. I've got some creative ideas about a, a, like an extra level that I wanna do with my sound meditation and a new concept idea. I was making new hypnotic recordings and I was connecting with others, new people that would come into my life that we'd have like-minded things. And then what happened that day on my day 10 not out of nowhere, because this was a connection boiling from somewhere, but I booked another sound meditation gig at a new place with new people that's totally different than I'd been doing before. I made a new connection with somebody and got to go to a bioenergetics workshop, which allowed me to meet four new people that I would have never met before and learn something new. Then I also met some new people through other avenues, had exciting texts of people that I'm going to meet for lunch and new connections. And then on day 10, and actually it's been the past couple days, I've been surprisingly calm. And sometimes I just have like a low level of anxiety of like things I need to get do, things I need to do. And it just wasn't happening. And that's not saying that I don't get frazzled or things don't happen, but surprisingly a lot more calm. And then I had a sound class Tuesday night, three all brand new people. It was just three people there, but it was just like, by the end of it, we'd all known each other. It was super fun, made cool connections there. And then um, I like to do sometimes just like, um, I make art outside with fallen objects like leaves or sticks or whatever. And 
um, where I take my dogs out. I'm temporarily living in a new place um, from the storm that happened like months ago. There were all these tree limbs scattered everywhere. So every time I go out, I just pick up a few tree limbs and I've just been putting them around this the base of this tree thinking I'm going to make something out of it. And so for like a month now, it's just got this pile of tree limbs. Well, then I was out on day 10. I'm like, I think this is the day I'm just going to make something and just made something out of it. And it was just super fun and relaxing. And well, these aren't super monumental things. They really are. Because as you go through life, sometimes days go by faster or slower. But I found when I stop to just take time to realize how lucky I am, and first of all, being alive. A lot of people don't make it to 47. Having two arms and two legs, being able to walk into some place, having a roof over my head, food to eat, really better than 90% of the world. So with that, you know, pretty lucky, but then also, and it doesn't mean that everybody doesn't have problems all along the gamut. The richest people in the world have problems just like the poorest people in the world. They're just all different problems. But what I encourage you to do, and that is kind of the spaces of always another way, is to try new things. And don't accept a life which you're just going by as a passenger. Be an active participant and see how your life can change. The next time you take a walk, focus in on your breath, feel the air as it goes in your nose and as it comes out of your mouth, notice the clouds in the sky and listen to the noises. But then also, if you're still interested in this Daydream A New Life Challenge, it is on all the podcast apps and it's on YouTube and SoundCloud called Daydream A New Life. You can start anytime now. And here's how you're gonna know if it works. And that's what's cool about this, is that first of all, you can't say anything unless you try it because you don't know, you haven't done it. But like me and some of the other participants that have, you write it down, write down what I dreamt about or imagined, write down what I see in life. And then as the days go on, see what comes to fruition. And that way you can direct your life in a more positive manner because visualization does work. You can look at any, any athlete who's really, really successful and what are they doing? They're imagining themselves. There's also numerous studies that show, say if you play violin and you practice violin, but you also spend half an hour imagining yourself playing, that imagining and doing it actually takes you farther than just doing it or obviously imagination alone. So why not utilize the one free resource you have, your brain, is yours to use at any time. And I know that everybody knows about exercise and how important it is. Nobody will balk at taking 30 minutes to get some physical activity in, but who doesn't have 30 minutes to work on your brain for a better life? Because without your brain, your body isn't going to do anything. And so I challenge you to see if you want to do the Daydream A New Life Challenge. You can start at any time to daydream a new life. Write it down. See where it takes you. Share your feedback from me. Because there are so many realms of what we don't know. And instead of waiting for all the research to come out, you can do your own research. Just like I'm doing. And if it works for you. 
it works. Now, that being said, you see I'm talking about 30 minutes. I'm not talking about spending your whole life in fantasy, which obviously that would be a problem if you're just using it to escape. But it's also, that being said, I just want to bring this up too, aside from the Daydream A New Life Challenge, it is also okay to use imagination and fantasy to briefly escape from things. If you're listening to the news 24-7 and you just have a shit show going on in your life, it's okay to take 30 minutes and go somewhere else. Listen to some music, watch a show. So that's good too. Our brains and our bodies do need a break from stress. So I hope you like what you've heard and that you do use your imagination for a better life and that you don't be a spectator because you know that there is always another way. Thank you.